Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Presented by T-Mobile the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we're going to discuss guns and boobies. That's right, I said it, guns and boobies. The new TABC, that's the Texas Alcoholic Beverage Commission guidelines, allows businesses to adjust their 51% alcohol sales permit, which means you are now allowed to carry a handgun in the strip club if they decide to open. Also, we asked the man who dumped paint on Gary Foster's memorial, why did he do it? So those are our Sunday thoughts. We're going to talk guns and boobies first. But you know what? There's a video I want you to take a look at because, you know, a lot of people are upset. You know, we, we have a lot of people taking their license to carry handgun course uh, because they're, t- uh, they're upset about protesters. They're upset about people are attacking their vehicles. They're upset about, you know, the fact that their vehicles are being damaged and destroyed. They're being snatched out of the vehicle. They're being beat. They're being hit. And in some cases, some people seriously injured. Um, I don't think to date anyone has died, but we it, it's 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 caused a lot of hurt, you know, from people that are protesting, exercising their First Amendment right. And then they're also are, you know, kind of impeding on other people's rights to travel about the country by snatching them out of their vehicle. And so we have literally, I personally teach a hundred people a week, uh, license to carry handgun courses and, and talk to them about gun laws. I try to get people to make sure that gun is their very last option. I try to remind people that, you know, we need to use conflict resolution, try to calm those situations down, you know, but, and, and I spend the majority of my time saying, you know, just let it go. Just let it go. But it gets hard. It gets hard because we see uh, on the news nightly uh, people's vehicles being attacked, people attacked in their vehicle, snatched out of the vehicle, 
um, being beat, uh, unconscious in, in some cases. So it, it gets really difficult. So, you know, what exactly, you know, you know, what, what am I supposed to do? So we, but I do the best that I can. And all instructors across Texas do the same thing to make sure that, you know, we try to get people to try to calm down and think about those consequences. Um, and so just want to, I want to put that out there. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit because I want to talk about alcohol. I want to talk about the bars. I want to talk about the fact that a lot of your bars, they want to open. They want to open right now because the governor has shut them down. The governor said, you know what, we're going to shut down the 51% establishments. That's bars or any establishment that sells alcohol that makes 51% or more their income of you consuming alcohol on the premises. So he shut those down. So that means now these people are like, hey, we got to make money. We got to survive. We, we, we need to, you know, ha- it's got to be a way that we can, you know, make money for our family. We can't be unemployed, you know, forever. So now they're changing their liquor license to a restaurant. They're building restaurants in their bars. Well, a, you know, when you come along with the restaurant, you change your liquor license. It comes with unintended consequences. And so I want to talk about those consequences. What happens when a bar, 51%, changes their liquor license to a restaurant? And so I want to bring in uh, Edwin Walker with Texas and U.S. Law Shield to talk to us about that. Edwin, uh, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. There you go. Hey, Edwin, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. Can you see and hear me? I hear you and see you great. All right. So, so Edwin, you know, tell, you know, what's, what are the consequences? What happens when a a 51% establishment, they change their liquor license to um, a restaurant. So that means that's going to change their gun status. Yeah. You know, we talk to a lot of people who have a lot of questions about the the carrying in a 51% establishment uh, because there is, there are some fine technicalities about it. It's not like a 30-06 or 30-07 sign where all you got to do is put up the sign and you're, voila, a 51% place. The statute is very clear that the TABC establishes the 51% status, not the, not the, the location. And so uh, we've actually seen situations where locations want to be you know, gun-free or they're anti-gun establishments, they don't post up 30-06, they rely on a 51% sign, and lo and behold, they have not been designated as such. And uh, the TABC actually has a pattern or history of cracking down on those places. They will come out and audit them uh, because that's a very significant thing that they're doing. And so uh, once the TABC makes the determination that they're now not a 51% place, uh, then they will have to take down their 51% signs. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And so that is one of the, you know, as you mentioned earlier, one of the unintended consequences is that, you know, since uh, the administrative, uh, the executive order number 28 says that, you know, that this 51% demarcation is very important because 51% not only determines uh, whether or not you stay shut down, 51% also happens to be the determination about whether or not the, a license holder carrying a handgun on the property is, in fact, a crime. So, so, now, so that's going to. So that means now, you know, when like places like Palazzo, the strip club, when I, you know, the strip club decides they want to open, they, they change their liquor license from a 51% to a restaurant. 
That means that now I can carry my handgun inside Palazzo, the strip club. That is correct. And so now that, you know, officially bars are supposed to be shut down and you're only supposed to be allowed open if you have the TABC has determined uh, due to an audit of your gross receipts that you do not achieve most of your uh, 51% of your income from the sale of uh, alcohol consumed on the premises. Uh, then the this 51% protected status, if you want to call it that, goes away. And so, yeah, I, I think that you can sort of, you know, it's sort of prima facie that if they're open, they're no longer a 51% place. Now, obviously, exercising the utmost in caution, uh, just, you know, TABC actually will provide that information on their website as to whether or not they are supposed to have, and they designate it actually, red sign or blue sign. Of course, the red sign being the 51% sign, the blue sign being the standard alcohol warning that everybody who's licensed to sell alcohol, either on-premise consumption or off-premises, has to have, which just merely says that uh, if you unlawfully carry a weapon onto the premises uh, without a license, it specifically says that without a license, then you're subject to uh, you know, the subject actually subject to a felony, right. and that comes from subsection C of section 4602. All right. we, and we come back. And we come back from the break, Edwin. Uh, we're going to pull up the website, the TABC's website. We're going to show everyone how do you verify when I walk into a place, a, a business that sells alcohol. How do I verify if they're a 51 percent or restaurant? This is Michael Cargill, and we're talking guns and boobies. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. We're back and we're talking about guns and boobies. That's right. So now when I walk into the strip club, 
I go into a bar on 6th Street that's open right now. They've switched their liquor license from 51% to the blue sign. That means that with my license to carry handgun, I can carry handgun. That means that puts a whole new meaning to, um, what do I feel there? <laughs> is that you or is that something else? Whole new meaning. All right, so we're talking with Edmund Walker. He's the principal attorney with Texas and U.S. Law Shield, and we're breaking down the law here. So let's go to the website. Let's go to the TABC's website. All right, so I want to go to TABC, and you can verify when you walk into a place. Before you walk in, just, you know, in the parking lot in your vehicle, pull it up on your phone. We're going to go to TABC, the main page of their website. And then on the top of the website there, it says um, public inquiry. So we're going to click that little link there, public inquiry. And then we get to the next page. It says, you know, that we're going to check the status of your license, that very first link there. We're going to click that. And then we're going to type in uh, the trade name Palazzo. Going to type that in there. We're going to check out, see what's the what's Palazzo's, what, what kind of liquor sign do they have? And then we're going to do a little captcha at the bottom. Everyone's looking. Everyone's keyed in. You guys watching? And then we're going to click submit. And then it says gun sign blue. Does everyone see that? says gun sign blue. That means that in Palazzo, the strip club, I can now carry my handgun with a license in the strip club. That's right. I can get my lap dance and carry my gun. <laughs> That's right. So now their option is now to post a 30.0607 sign. But my question to Edwin Walker is, if they decide to post a 30.06 or 30.07 sign, as, as I understand the law, what if I don't see the sign? I don't notice it. Can I still... Well yeah, if you walk past it and you don't notice it, uh, it's their burden to show that uh, you were given notice. And so then at that point, they actually verbally have to tell you, hey, what's the matter with you? You didn't see the sign? You're not supposed to have your handgun in here. Uh, and then at that point, then you could come, become liable for committing a criminal offense. Uh, but until they actually tell you that, uh, you have a defense that you were not given verbal warning that you had to leave the premises. So and so that that does work for the blue sign. That doesn't work for the red sign, and it doesn't work for anything else that's listed in forty six dollar three, like uh, amusement parks, hospitals, anything like that. For amusement parks and hospitals, you have to see the sign. You can't see. I didn't see it. I didn't notice it. Is that correct? Yeah. They, well, the, the the noticing of the sign it still has to be posted conspicuously. Right. And that's one thing that I don't want you to forget. Uh, even whenever we get over this pandemic and people can go to regular bars, uh, that's also one of the qualifications of being accused and more importantly convicted of violating a 51% sign is that number one has to be lawfully posted. Number two, the premises actually have to be 51% uh, uh, as determined by the TABC, not by anybody else, but by the TABC. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last qualification is that it does have to be posted in a conspicuous location. Uh, now, and Edward, so, let me ask you this now. What if I go into the strip club and I looked on their website, their website says it's a blue sign, so with my license I can carry. But they haven't changed it to the blue sign. They still have a red sign up, the 51%. The, the, the TABC determination controls. And so if the police come in and want to arrest you and they, and they point to the big red 51% sign, uh, then you better be screen cap uh, the picture of the TABC website showing that it is, in fact, a blue sign 
because that is going to become essential to your defense. Mm, so it's important to use a, a screen capture to make sure it doesn't get changed and that that's going to help you in court. That's correct. And also, Mike, I just want to make sure everybody aware that this uh, same rule applies to location-restricted knives. And so you mm. want to take your sword into the strip club, and maybe a little more conspicuous, but, uh, you know, that's, that's legal now, too, because uh, carrying a, a location-restricted knife into a 51% place is also a criminal offense. So that means all these businesses that are changing their liquor license from the red sign at 51% to the blue sign, now I can take my Bowie knife in there. Yeah, if you want. Um, I Un- guess unintended consequences. Well, I love this. Oh, yeah, this and 30 out 6, 30 out 7 doesn't apply to location-restricted knives. So. But it, right, so it applies to the 51%, but not the blue sign. Correct. Wow. Man, Edwin, I don't even know what to say. I, I just love you right now because uh, well, we're educating the masses. <laughs> educate the masses. It's, it's, it's uh, Greg Abbott's executive order and the desire to not have your business go under. Now, someone asked this question, Edwin. Unless I'm reading and understanding this wrong, could they just clarify in a subsequent EO or via other acceptable means that this does not apply to establishments which have had their license recently converted – before January, can they do this before January 31st, 2020? No, I, I do not think that would hold water uh, because what you're dealing with is you're dealing with a statute. And so I think the only way to create some sort of weird type of formally 51% exception could only be done by the legislature in the statute itself. Mm. All right. So, so because because keep in mind, these executive orders are orders to, you know, th- this is an order given to the TABC to, to, to do this. And so, like I said, these, these, this is not really the creation or the amendment of a, of a criminal offense. This is just simply applying this executive order to a criminal offense that already exists. Any kind of defenses or exceptions or qualifications to the criminal offense have to be written in the statute itself. And, of course, that cannot happen uh, until the legislature gets into session. All right. So that means that all the little places on, on 6th Street that are changing, they're building restaurants, which are what? What, what places are building restaurants? Um, well, some of them had rent kitchens already. They're just opening them What's again. What's the name of the place? We have uh, Blind What's... Pig Open, Blind Shakespeare's, Pig. and a couple other ones. Chase, <clears throat> Chase what? Shakespeare's. Sta- oh, Shakespeare's. Shakespeare's. Okay. All right. All right, so when they change that liquor license from red to 51% to the blue, that means I can carry my gun in there with a license. I can carry a sword. I can carry a bowie knife. I can have my switchblade. It can be over five and one half inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and th- this is going to be a great opportunity. Uh, I think that we're seeing a lot of things that, that were previously prohibited that uh, may have become acceptable. Uh, most of, you know, the one that I'm thinking about predominantly is uh, – l- establishments being able to sell to-go liquor Mm -hmm. and having liquor deliveries. And, of course, those rules have been relaxed during the pandemic. And I think that that there has not been any, you know, the world has not come to an end. And so if, uh, you know, license holders are allowed to carry into these, you know, former bars and nothing happens and it goes as, you know, as As smooth smooth as as we we think it's going to go. Correct. Guns and then this will be, go smooth. So. Yeah, then this will be this will be a great opportunity for the legislature to come back and revisit this and maybe permanently eliminate fifty one percent places from the uh, prohibited uh, from prohibited areas. Right, because there have been bills bills 
<laughs> there have been bills that have been filed in previous sessions where uh, they are trying to allow license holders to carry inside of a bar as long as you're not intoxicated. Yeah, and a lot of states have that rule. So it's not this is not unheard of. Uh, there are some states that that provide that their you know uh, bars are either not prohibited places at all, or if they are prohibited, they're only prohibited to license holders while they're actually in the act of drinking. Or they go even further and say no, license holders are only prohibited if they are in the place and they are also intoxicated. And so there's a lot of ways to uh, to uh, to to skin this cat, split the apple, however you want to term it, uh, you know, you don't have to go with just straight up prohibition like Texas does. Nice. It's going to put a whole new meaning to bulge. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Whole new meaning to <laughs> dilly dilly. Whole new meaning to a bulge, let me tell you. All right, so we, we're going to test this out as soon as we finish the show. Uh, the, the Part two of the show is going to be at undisclosed location. <laughs> But I tell you what, Edwin, thank you very much. Edwin Walker, the principal attorney for Texas U.S. Law Shield. I'm telling you now, people, you know, I know people are, are exercising their First Amendment rights. They're outside. They, they want to uh, open carry long guns, handguns and all this stuff, exercise their rights. They want to carry a gun to protect themselves. But I'm telling you now, if you do not get Texas U.S. Law Shield to protect yourself, if you have to use your gun, you are doing yourself a a whole lot of hurt because all the GoFundMe pages that I've looked at, they're going to need 30 grand. So far, they have five. They're coming up short. So a GoFundMe page is not helping you if you have to use your gun. You're going to need at least 30 grand to defend yourself from the criminal side and the civil side. So just like Edwin said, a principal attorney with Texas U.S. Law Shield, now, you know what? You change that, that liquor sign from 51% to the blue sign, Guess what? Unintended consequences there. Now you can, with a license to carry handgun, carry your handgun inside that establishment now. You can also carry what used to be an illegal knife. We no longer have illegal knives now. But so now what that means is in those places now, because they're a restaurant, you can carry a sword. I can have a switchblade that's over five and one half inches. I can take a, a Bowie knife. I can have all those long knives and walk into those places now. You're going to learn today. I thought I told you. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so now we're going to change gears a little bit. I enjoyed talking about guns and boobies. Well, I tell you, can't wait to try all this stuff out. So now, let's talk about Garrett Foster and the memorial. Garrett Foster uh, was participating in a protest in downtown Austin. And when a driver made a right turn from 4th Street onto Congress, and some protesters surrounded his vehicle, uh, they started pounding on his vehicle, and then someone motioned the driver to roll the window down. The driver rolled the window down, and then there was a person standing there with the AK, which was Garrett Foster, standing next next to his window with an AK-47. At first, he thought it was an officer, a police officer. Then he realized it was not a police officer because it was an AK-47, and then to him, it seemed like the person was pointing the gun at him, so he pulled out his concealed handgun. He had it between his seat and fired five shots and stopped him. And so Garrett Foster was uh, mortally wounded, ended up dying right there on Congress um, uh, or on the the way to the hospital. And there was a memorial set up in his memory right where that incident happened right there on Congress. And so we got uh, David Holman. Did I say that right? That's right. David Holman's inside the studio today because David decided, you know, know, he actually poured some paint – on the memorial. So, David, David Holman, welcome to come and talk, sir. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say, I mean, that was actually the second time. I have been through there three times. You <laughs> know, was... And I'm just saying just factually, sure. you know, that I have been, you know, it's important to know um, it wasn't a spur of the moment thing. You know, okay. it was planned. And I've been through there three times with, you know, the, the intention of just aggravating those people. Really nothing other than that. Why would you want to do that, David? Um, well, first of all, you know, you said let's switch gears into this segment, but I'm going to take it back to the old segment just a little bit and Go say – that, you know, before this all had happened, Garrett Foster is on a, you know, now infamous video called the Garrett Foster interview on YouTube. Uh, I forget who the person who recorded it was. But shortly before that, from what I understand, you know, he was giving an interview to someone asking why he carried a gun, what kind of gun. And, you know, to me, as someone has used ecstasy in the past, mm-hmm. in seconds, I knew and I could tell right away he was on ecstasy. Um, and I've seen a lot of other people say that same thing. Now, we're probably not going to be privy to a toxicology report, but I just want to say that, I mean, I know what people's eyes look like when they're on drugs. Mm. And if you watch that video, it's very hard to say that his eyes are not behaving like someone who was on specifically MDMA. Mm. And so when you just bring into the intoxicated open carry firearm, it's like right off the bat, even before he went into downtown that right now from said, it might be my opinion. Maybe it's not true, Sure, but in my strong opinion, it looks like he's intoxicated and open carrying a firearm. Okay. You know, just now, to- in, now in his defense, it's a long gun. Since it was a long gun, that's not illegal. So you can be intoxicated with a long gun. Okay. You can't be intoxicated with a handgun and have a license. Right. Still not a good idea. What you know, a lot of things are legal that aren't good ideas. Um, but, you know, ultimately what this just comes down to is just that it's not about trying to rub salt in a wound for someone who has lost their life. Right. It's more about just telling people it is not OK to glorify this person, to make them into a martyr and to try to have some kind of memorial to his name as if this was done for justice, for mm. some good reason. When it wasn't, you know, it, it really wasn't. I mean, and. And if he weren't on the the, the the coattails of the George Floyd case, which so much this is about, I mean, they're just trying to make martyrs and, and 
and, you know, righteous monuments out of these people when they're doing really stupid things, very fascist things, in my opinion. And I just thought, you know, I love this city. I've been here for a long time. And I just can't stand to see what these people are doing, you know, and especially to this city. And I just, you know, hey, I got some free time. Let's just put them on defense. You see, that's the second time you've done it. Third. Third? Well, well, you did it three times. Well, the first time I just rode through with my bike. Um, and just and ran it over. It just ran it over, you know. And what then, was going through your head when you did that? You just like. Well, well, you know, once again, you know, people who follow me on TikTok and Periscope, and I like to talk about things pretty honest and openly sure. and pretty, you know. Big. And I want you to be uh, honest. Originally, my intent was after having watched that lady, um, I can't remember her name, but she was the, the black woman that was pouring paint all over the Black Lives Matter, I believe, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bevelyn Betty, I believe her name might have been. Um, she got arrested, right? No, uh, well, she did, but I mean, she was later let go, you know, uh, without charges, like you would just expect. I mean, you watch the video of the police. I mean, they're just, oh no, so, d- d- don't stop, you know, d- uh, you know, stop in the name of the law. I mean, they're not trying, making any effort as well. Why would they? Why would you, as a police officer, stand against someone who's just pouring paint on the the the, the logo of something that stands completely against you that advocates for violence, your death? I mean, why would you? You know, it doesn't mean that you have to help them, but. Would you expect someone to go out of their way for that? Of course not. Mm. Um, and so with that in mind, I just thought, you know, I'll bet I could probably go down to Austin downtown and do because I know we got one in the street down there and do the same exact thing. And I'd probably get the same reception. You know, some some people would be mad, but I'm sure the cops are not putting out an APB for a guy on an electric bike, you know, dumping paint. You know, do you think for, he deserved to get shot? Uh. Yes, absolutely. Yes. When you when you point a loaded gun like that at somebody, there's in no the evidence street, that he pointed at anybody, though. Uh, well, I, well, I would disagree um, that the police have the evidence. Um, I, I would also just back it up to say it doesn't matter. It, when, when, when you have a firearm in that display, in that fashion, in a crowd of people who are beating on your car and attacking it, and given what we have seen in the past in those same kind of instances, I would say that even in a court of law, it would be easy for him to say that his he felt that his life was threatened enough in a situation. And when you have a crowd of people standing around your car beating on it and attacking it, and one of them's holding a gun, whether they're pointing it at you or not, he's part of that mob. And I would consider him to be the biggest and most immediate threat and the person I would shoot first, too. You know, because, I mean, it, it sounds so cliche to just say that, you know, better judged by 12 and carried by six. But I mean, but that's reality. How is that person supposed to determine his intent when you were blocking the road and have, a, a, well, what the left used to call an assault rifle. Now, all of a sudden, you know what I mean? It's just his Second Amendment right. Right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like I said, you know, did I, do I think that he deserved to die and that people should be shot for, for, for protesting? Absolutely not. But he was not protesting. He was out threatening people with a loaded firearm. Um, and, you know, maybe New Jersey or New York, they do things differently. I don't know. I, li- I live in Texas. And I just know that. I've lived on the street for a long time, and I've done bad things. I'm not a righteous person. Because you you're homeless, too. Yeah, you're, you're you know what I'm saying? Right? But I'll tell you what. I, I've got the Second Amendment right to carry a gun everywhere I go. You know, I've not been convicted of any felonies. I can carry a gun anywhere I go, you know, just so like you anybody can, else. you can walk around with a long gun also. But I don't. Not a handgun, but, but you can walk around well, with a long well, gun. even more so a machete, a sword, like you talked earlier. Right. I mean, you know, imagine me with a big trench coat on. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I apologize. Um you know, it just imagine the fear that that someone would think, you know what I mean, like that happening. Um, and so when, what do you expect? Like I said, they're all saying, well, the gun wasn't pointed. I'll tell you what, that gun was pointed close enough mm-hmm. to someone, you know what I mean, to make them fear for their life. But I would just back it up and say it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. When you participate in mob mentality mm. in a public street a right away and are part of a mob of people who are attacking someone's car, and by the force of numbers, just the amount they have there, I don't think it matters whether the gun was ever pointed at him or not. All right, I call in numbers, 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. What you got, Taylor? Honestly, I think um, I've watched some of your TikTok videos, and you call call him like a terrorist, but I think you're the one who's kind of terrorizing these people who just lost someone they know, you know? And you continuously come back three times premeditated to destroy his memorial. And, and to be honest, I, I think that's... That's not right. That doesn't make our city any better. That just enhances the grief. It makes people more angry, and it makes yeah, well. More that's what. That's the purpose. That's the point. Like that. I mean, yeah, good. I so your it. purpose was to make people angry. Oh, absolutely. Your yes, purpose to, was to, to yes to make them know what it's like to have their monuments desecrated. So your purpose was to dis- they, disrespect well, his memorial. Yeah. Well, they think that they can do. I mean, they think that they can destroy the monuments of soldiers. That they can just you know they tear do. down statues. I mean, they do do those things. That's what I'm saying. And, and they believe that they're just. And then as soon as someone says, look, you know, I'm just going to do it back to you, all of a sudden it's, oh, God, it, you know, we're immune from this kind of thing. It shouldn't happen to us. How dare you desecrate? You know, like this isn't the guy's tombstone. This is public property down on 4th and Congress. And I just want to say just for fact, you know, he wasn't killed on the sidewalk in front uh, on 4th and Congress. He was killed in the street. You know, where's the energy now? You wanted to take over that street so bad. And 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 block people have the the legal right away from just going about their business and threatening them with guns as part of a greater criminal organization. Well, where's your energy now to hold the street down? He wasn't killed on the sidewalk. He was killed in the street. So now, why is it so important to hold down that part of the sidewalk and prevent other people from passing through there? I mean, they got the bench covered with, with with all of this stuff, nobody who has the legal right to sit on that bench can go there. They've got so much stuff on the ground that it's very hard to squeeze through there. So as at me, you know, I'm a disabled vet. So you telling me that when I walk across on, on that sidewalk, I can't just stop and have a seat at that bench? Absolutely not. There's so much stuff covered on that. And, and like I said, and, and and who do they think they are to say not only do we want to own the street and take it back from the average citizen and say, well, our peaceful protest, which is like I mean, just an oxymoron, is more important than your right away okay who are they now they want to take over a corner of the sidewalk and say that this is dedicated to this person and you're not allowed to have free travel there and that we own this corner and and if they could occupy it if they could take it over and start another chaz or another chop they certainly would but honestly thank god austin police department is just not having it so what you ever seen them block anybody walking through there and in fact they usually give free food and water to anyone who needs it okay there, free, free food and water don't like justify what, what's happened here uh you know it doesn't matter what their intentions are i know that as a homeless person i've suffered the persecution from from the city of austin and not being allowed to even sit down if i leave something on the property it's abandoned property the police will take it and run right in front of me why do they think that they deserve special treatment and trying to take over a city block and make it into a, into a, a non-dedicated memorial to someone who was a terrorist, who was out with a political message, a political narrative and ideology, threatening people with a gun to further that. You call me a terrorist from running over some stuff? I don't have a political message. I mean, I'm very political. I know like my what my political beliefs are, but I didn't run out there being like, this is you know pro-Trump, this is anti-Trump. This is just to basically say, you know what? I learned this by watching you, and you're not above it. And in your worst time, when your your wound is open the furthest, let's dump some salt in there and just see how you like it. Which just and, seems like opportunistic terrorism very, act 
for you to try to get your TikTok followers up because you broadcast. Well, that, well, that, well that, that's like, that's nonsense. Like I said, I mean, I had th- th- this has done nothing to affect my amount of TikTok followers. I've received very little interaction about it. Um, you, like I said, very little pushback from the people from Antifa, BLM, all that. Uh, uh, that that's nonsense. You know, I had forty five thousand forty five thousand dollars followers on TikTok before this happened. You know, it has nothing to do with with clout. I've been on there on Periscope. I don't need any more smoke or clout. From All right, we come back from the break. Brandon, I see you. Hold on there. I'm going to come to you. We come back from the break. We're talking about the Garrett Foster Memorial. We're talking about, do you have a right? You have a right to put up a memorial? Do I have a right to tear it down? That's what we're talking about. Does one right trump another right? This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hey, this is A.W.R. Hawkins of Breitbart News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. That's right. You missed it. We talked about guns and boobies. The new TABC guideline allows for businesses to adjust their 51% alcohol sales permit, which means you are now allowed to carry a handgun at a strip club. Also, we asked the man who dumped paint on Gary Foster's memorial why he did it. Uh, that's our topic for today, and we have David Homan inside the studio. But let me go to the phone lines. Let's go to, man, let's go to uh, Brandon. And by the way, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. All right, so um, Brandon, you're on one to come and talk it. Uh, howdy, howdy, howdy. What's going on, sir? Um, you know, I could go through and talk point by point about how basically every claim that this guy has made about either Garrett Foster or the situation as a whole that night are, are completely wrong, um, pulled directly out of his rear end. Excuse my French. Um, but I don't think that that's really the issue here. You know, I. Talking about um, desecrating a memorial that a bunch of kids put up so that we could stand around and light some candles and talk about our grief and talk about our trauma and, 
just move forward. Talking about desecrating that in the same sentence and, and making it equivalent to the broad national leftist movement as a whole, which is not a monolith, by the way, um, wanting Confederate statues taken down. Equating those two things is absolutely shameful and ridiculous. No, and it's not. They're the exact same thing. It's being done to you, and you okay. don't like that. It's not the same thing. It, it's they're not the same thing to you. It's absurd. And regardless, you're a grifter, dude. Yeah, I, you're right. You it's not the same thing because that's actually abandoned issue. public property that was not money. paid for you by taxpayers and hardworking Americans. And Confederate monuments and, and statues were paid for with tax dollars. Okay? And you can justify that whatever way you want to help you sleep at night, dude. But at the end of the day, you did it for yourself. You don't care about these issues. You cared about making a scene and getting attention on yourself so that you can feel big. That's just not true. I, I was whatever your definition what, of big is. I was that there. before this. Hey, Brandon, let him respond. No, I'm just saying, but that's just not true. I mean, and you're just trying to divert from the real issue that's going you on. Is that you're trying to glorify a criminal? You're trying to glorify a bully. You're trying to take somebody who was out trying to strip the constitutional rights of other people with a loaded firearm, and now you're going to say he's our hero. No, the crazy thing about this whole thing is if that had been an anti-mask protest, you would not be on this show right now because nobody would have died. Do you, get, do you see what I'm saying? The fact that he was on the wrong team as the caricature of the right person, a veteran, a, a caretaker, openly caring and, and, and using you, you his – You mean the guy who was using his disabled girlfriend as a human shield in a public street going the wrong way against traffic during a non-sanctioned event? Hey, Brandon. That guy? Hey, Brandon. Let me ask you this question. Brandon, yeah. someone and someone posed this on, on Facebook here. So once you unleash chaos, chaos has no master. What? What does that even mean? That's not a question. What, is, what, what does well, that, that even that mean? Well, that means that now that you've opened like, Pandora's box and now it's coming back to bite you in the butt, now you don't like it all of no, a sudden. That, that's did. what it comes you down did. to. Okay, you keep, you keep making yourself out to be some, some paragon, dude. You showed up and, and traumatized and, and are, we're, we're threatening children, dude. Okay. I, I was threatening children, you, right, right, right. Literally no, there's no well, glory. I'm glad you could admit that y'all are a bunch of children. Those were your words, not mine. Situation. You did it for yourself. Okay. I did. I didn't do it for myself. I, I didn't. And, and and if you saw the support that I had, and you watched my live broadcast, yeah, you would see very clearly I didn't do that for myself. Fine with desecrating memorials and graves, which you also threatened. Well, look, to look, do. look. If you're going to officially take the, the the side that desecrating memorials and graves is wrong, I mean, please, by all means, tell it to all your friends that graves and memorials are off limit. As soon as okay, you okay. set and the standard, some, we will follow. the equivalency with wanting, with the left movement as a whole in the United States, more or less wanting to have Confederate monuments taken down. It isn't the same thing. And once again, to try to make an equivalence between those two is absurd. Absolutely absurd. The Germans don't have Nazi statues hanging around, okay? They don't, because that is a shameful part of their past. They are not uneducated about it. They know what happened. But th those people aren't glorified, okay? We well, actually, that, that's not true. And, in fact, Hitler had a whole brigade of Muslims whose entire purpose was just hey, Brandon, to exterminate hey, Brandon, the Jews. Let, let, let him respond. You know, so I'm just saying, but how do you feel about Muslims who are hired just to do Hitler's dirty work? Are you against those what people, is, too? That has absolutely nothing to do with this whatsoever. Well, you, None. You, you brought, None. You brought Hitler into this. this. I mean, big, grandiose story for yourself dude but that it has nothing to do with it you showed up and desecrated a memorial that a bunch of grieving children were using to, to, to process their trauma 
That makes you a terrible person anyway. Well, you, you know what? That's okay. I'd rather be a terrible person than an actual terrorist, okay? Because if I fit what, what the, 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 the verbatim definition of what, what a terrible person is, I can live. You, 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 you've hurt and, and terrorized a bunch of people for political ends. No, okay? no. And that was Garrett Foster. Uh, let me ask you, let me ask you something. How do you think Daniel uh, Terry's family is doing right now? How do you think his friends and family are doing? Do do, do, do you think that the Antifa Black Lives Matter onslaught of doxing, harassment, and death threats has has somehow lightened up because of me? Do you think that I've diverted that from him? Absolutely not. They they will try to kill that man. He defended his life from an actual terrorist marching in the middle of the street threatening people with a loaded weapon, and now he is the aggressor. How many people have have left-wing terrorists killed? In the United States in the past 50 Very years. Little. How many? Uh, I don't care about what happened in the last 50 years. I yeah, care about exactly. what's happening now downtown in the city that I live care. in and that I love. That's what I care about. I care, I care about the fact that someone like Garrett Foster, who says it's okay to blind police officers with laser beams, is somehow hailed he as, as, as an icon, as, as, as a role model. We're grieving. Yes. We're grieving. Uh, are the are, is the family of uh, uh, I'm sorry, the little boy who was shot in the back of the head is is their family oh, grieving too? Actually, it's not because when when you're when you're marching under hold on, a common hold on. flag, one at a time, one at time. When you march under a common flag, okay, under a, a common narrative, a common ideology, Antifa, Black Lives Matter. It's not a statement, okay? It's it's a narrative and it's also an ideology. When you're out marching under the same flag, the same cause, and using the same mantras, you are responsible for what the other people marching under the same flag do, and vice versa. You can't say it's irrelevant. When Black Lives Matter people are harassing the parents of a child who was shot point blank in the back of the head and making it out that they're the aggressors and that the person who shot him is the victim. One thing at a time, dude. It's not one thing at a time. The country is seeing all of this all at once. It's all related. When you march under the same flag, it's all the same issue. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't. Okay? It's not. Like Taylor, what you got? Um, I think talk closer to the mic. Garrett Foster does definitely does not fit the um profile for being a terrorist. He did not terrorize anyone. He only carried his gun because he had a gun pointed at him and his girl. Well, here and here's and and here's where to protect himself. Well, here's where you're wrong about that because according to the police report, he did not even have a round chambered. And if you have a gun that you're claiming to use for self protection, especially against a speeding car ballering into your helpless disabled girlfriend, you don't have the time to rack a, 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 a bullet into the chamber, okay, and then think about shooting your target. If the gun was to be used for self protection. And for incoming threats that could have happened to that night, the gun would have been loaded. But according to the official police report, it wasn't. And in my mind, in a lot of people's mind, they think if your gun's not loaded, it's useless for a defensive weapon and can only be used as uh, as something to use as a uh, 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 as a mental weapon to just intimidate someone. Yeah, okay, then by going off that, then he had no intention to hurt anyone that night. Then why take the gun? Because he's allowed to. Because that's his right to. Yeah, just like I have the right to travel down the sidewalk where his memorial is and sit on the sidewalk. sidewalk Just like Daniel Terry had the right to drive in the right of way in his car doing his job and not have to worry about people attacking his car. You don't have the right to drive into people. uh, He didn't, and the video doesn't show that. The video shows him break completely and come to a complete stop. And when he honked the horn... 
The audacity of him honking the horn is what set the crowd off. Brandon, let me ask you this real quick. No, uh, Brandon, let me ask you this real quick. All right, so yeah. the the protesters, you guys have a right to set up a memorial, light candles, and remember someone that has passed away. Is that correct? Sure. All right. And does somebody else have the right to come along and knock it down? No. Why? Because that's a terrible thing to do. Doesn't matter. <laughs> why, why do we need, we're not talking. We need a we're, legal we're, justification for not doing something terrible. Okay. Seriously, why is that the position that's being? So taken you have here? a right to like, block. Like, you have a you. So Brandon, Brandon, you have a right to block another business sidewalk so they can't even conduct business. We're not blocking the sidewalk. That thing is totally clear. I'll even give so you so that note. business that so you're not blocking the entrance of that business with all those candles. No, not at all. <laughs> No, it's totally clear, 100% clear. Yeah, that, like, that's just not right. true. I mean, I, <laughs> right. I can't prove it. All I right. have a picture right now. All right. You know. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you coming on and, and, and calling in. Uh, I want to thank my, my studio guests here uh, for uh, going through all that. You know, uh, Thank you, uh, David Holman. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Remember, guns and boobies, now allowed in the strip club. This is Michael Cargill. And you've been listening to Come and Talk It. a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.